Hey guys, and welcome to episode 61 of the Convenient Counselor Podcast. My name is Brianna Leach. I'm a wife, a mom of three, and a licensed counselor. And this week, my self-care looks like Totino's Pizza Rolls and closing my steps ring every day. And I'm so glad you are here with me today. The goal of this podcast is for you to learn more about therapy topics on your own time. Whatever bit of margin you are fitting this podcast in, I'm proud of you for investing in yourself a little bit today. My goal is never to waste any of your time or my time, so I'm going to jump right in. If you listen to last week's podcast, you know we discussed the difference between self-care and self-help. And also, if you listened, you know how passionate I am about self-care and how it's essential to helping you fulfill your potential and reset each day. But for some of you listening, just hearing the term self-care can feel a bit overwhelming, as if you need to add anything else to your days. Trust me, I'm in the same camp, and for so long, I thought that self-care required quite a bit of effort and time. Even as I became a counselor, I was not aware of how misunderstood the concept was, even in my own mind. I don't have time for a massage. I don't even like a massage. <laughs> Who has time to sit and read a book? If I take a walk, I'll get all sweaty and oh, I don't want to think about taking a shower and getting ready all over again. Lots of little excuses like that. Does that sound familiar at all? Maybe you're in a different camp and have considered self-care as selfish. I can tell you all day that it's not and that it's foundational to caring for the person that God created. But old mindsets are hard to break. Sometimes you just need to realize that self-care is much more accessible than you realize. It's just finding ways to fit it into the margin of your day, just like you did with this podcast. And sometimes we have to create time for what will really refresh you. And as I've defined it before, self-care is when you feel fully you. When's the last time you did that? So today I want to explain what I call a self-care menu. This will include small, medium, and large options for self-care. Or if you're Starbucks fancy, you can call it tall, grande, and venti. (laughs) And with these sizes, I'm not talking about the impact on your body, on your mind, on your spirit. I'm just talking about the amount of time that goes into preparing for it. The science shows that Even just fake smiling or fake laughing can release dopamine in your brain. So that takes no preparation. It can be done in a split second and it's benefiting your body. So even though it's small, that doesn't mean it can't have a big impact. By the end of this podcast, my goal is that you will have two, at least two menu options for small, medium, and large. So that at any moment, you can at least have a choice between two options that will help fill your tank, that will help reset you back to who you are. So let's start with small. These are moments to connect with yourself in five minutes or less. I would say maybe 20 minutes or less. Small can actually fit in quite a range of options. We can start as tiny as, like I said earlier, a fake smile, a fake laugh. Some of these things can be done while you're waiting on an appointment or sitting in the car pickup line at your kid's school. 
these can usually be done with little to no preparation. Some ideas might be watching funny reels on Instagram. I know my husband and I, that's like our favorite thing to do lately. And then we just send them all to each other. Maybe you could keep a book in your car so that you can get in a few minutes of reading whenever you're waiting on someone or intentionally get somewhere a few minutes early so you can use that time to read. Maybe making a short phone call to a friend or one of my favorites, blasting a song from your childhood or high school and singing every word at the top of your lungs. It's much more therapeutic than you think. What are some small things that you've done lately for self-care? Does anything come to mind? This is the category on the menu that should be the most accessible. This should be the easiest ones because you may already be doing it or you're not even aware that what you're doing in that moment is self-care. So maybe you've blocked some social media accounts and st- or stopped following ones that make you feel pretty bad about yourself. Setting a healthy boundary is a form of self-care. Often a lot of people practice a deep breath when they feel a moment of stress. The part about self-care that I love is that it requires you investigating yourself and knowing yourself a bit more about what works and what doesn't. There's a lot of trial and error, but you can start small. And in the week ahead, I will be posting some more ideas and I would love your feedback of what are some little, small self-care practices that you implement on a regular basis. Okay, let's move on to medium self-care ideas. These are the things that will require a bit more time or some planning ahead of time. So this might include lunch with a friend. This might include getting your hair done, getting a pedicure, manicure. Sometimes in this category, it's a bit more pampering related. (laughs) And that's good. That's not a bad thing. This might be actually taking the time to go work out at a gym or go on a long walk with a friend or loved one. But practices in this category usually take a couple hours. Think about a moment of time, a few hours recently that you left feeling refreshed or you left feeling like, oh, that was so fun and energizing. For me, it was walking around some of the antique shops in the town I live in. We are known for our antique shops or vintage goods stores. I don't know. It looks like Pinterest exploded sometimes, and I love it. (laughs) But I got to do that the other day for a couple hours because my husband and I planned it. I said, all right, you're going to do this for a couple hours, and then we're going to swap, and I'm going to go for a couple hours. And that required some planning, but it was definitely a selection from the medium section of my self-care menu because I've done it in the past. I know that I don't feel rushed. I get to explore and get new ideas. Even if I don't buy a thing, it's a really enjoyable process to me. And to some of you listening, that may sound like a nightmare just to walk around a store with no purpose or intention. That's why it's important for you to understand what works for you. Self-care is not universal. Only by definition does it apply to everyone. Taking care of yourself and making choices and practicing activities that bring you joy, that bring you back to yourself. And the final category would be the large self-care items. And those are not as easily attainable. This would include maybe trips, maybe days away from your home with friends or with family or a conference. The large items usually require a 
financial investment of some sort, or at least the investment of your time in planning ahead and carving out more than a few hours. The large category typically is at least 24 to 48 hours. During a pandemic, these are not always realistic, but as things start to open up more, these are self-care menu items that you can put on your calendar ahead of time and hopefully get to have a few of these a year. There is no prescription. There is no formula for, you know, three smalls, two medium, one large. It's what works with your schedule, your demands, your family. But the point I'm trying to make is that you take a step back and create this menu. My goal after you listen to this episode is for you to go sit down or go on a walk and think about what are two small self-care items I can add to my menu? What are two medium self-care items I can add to my menu? And what's a couple ideas I have for some large self-care activities? So this could be, you know what? I've been wanting to get my college girlfriends together forever. I'm gonna actually make the calls. We're gonna put something on the calendar and it's gonna happen. Or it could be, hey, I've been wanting to read this book and I have just not put it in front of my face. So I'm gonna tuck it in my my bag. I'm gonna put it in my glove compartment. And the next moment I have five minutes to sit in the car, I'm gonna read a few pages. It doesn't have to be rocket science. It doesn't have to be backed by research, although all of this is. (laughs) Just increasing your self-care can improve your productivity at work. It improves your sleep. It improves your relationships. And we know it's something at the front of our mind because Google research and their stats show that looking up self-care has more than doubled in the last five years. We're all wanting to know how to do it more, which as a counselor is super exciting to know that's what's on our mind right now, but now we need to know how to do it. So a good litmus test of what might work for your self-care is thinking about activities you've done recently that have refreshed you or brought you surprising joy or afterwards you felt like you were sitting down on the inside. Even if you were super busy, there's something in you that can gauge when you feel fully you. That is all for today. If you have any comments or questions about today's episode, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at convenientcounselor.com or on social media at the Convenient Counselor on Instagram and Facebook. And if you like this episode, please share with a friend, tag someone on social media, or leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to the podcast. I think you're awesome, and I am cheering you on. Have a wonderful week.